You excited? You guys ready to get in the Word? Ready to read a lot of Bible? Come on, we're a Bible-believing church. We've been on a journey the last uh, several weeks, last couple months, actually. And I'm going to continue to build on the subject matter and, uh, that we started recently entitled, Make No Little Plans Here. And I'm going to keep saying it until we get it. Repetition is how you learn, by the way. So even what you're going to hear at the beginning is review. It always comes out different, but actually that's how, how you learn. Make no little plans here. It's actually a summer theme for us, and it's actually the Word of the Lord for us. In Isaiah chapter 49, here's where we get this, this, this idea, this concept. It says uh, Isaiah talking about our God. He says this. He says, I find the source of all my strength in my God. I love that. He says, I find my source of all my strength. And he's going to tell you why he finds strength in his God. Because he's a God who says it's too small of a thing. See, I could get stuck right there. You would find strength if you had a revelation how big your God wants to build your life. That, that he says, I have found strength. He, he, he's the source of my strength because he's a God who says it's too small of a thing. Go on to read it. That you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the, and restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the end of the earth. God is saying to his people, he's saying to Isaiah here, he's saying to his people, you're thinking too small. I have bigger plans. And Isaiah is saying, that's the reason why God is the source of my strength. Because I didn't shrink God. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. Somebody's going to give me an amen. <laughs> Isaiah said, he said, God is the source of my strength because he's the God that looked over my life and looked over the condition and looked over the situation. And he says, Jeremiah, this is, this is too small of a thing. And when he got a revelation how big his God was, he says, it brought me some strength. To, to him who could do exceedingly, abundantly above all. Come on, somebody. That's, that, that's, what, that's what the New Testament version of this. Uh, to him who, who could do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could think or, or ask. So God is coming on the scene and he's, he's telling his people, he's telling Isaiah, you're thinking way too small. God always wants his purpose and his plan to go bigger in your life. Don't let, the, don't let the, the enemy steal, kill, and destroy. God wants to bless you. God wants to increase you. God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God's got big plans for you. It gets bigger and better and brighter, and that's the God we serve. And you know what? You get that revelation, it'll bring, it'll bring strength to you. You won't be whining anymore. You'll get excited. You'll start having something in your step. I think we got to do away with whining Christians. God is looking for grateful believers, right? The Bible says in Deuteronomy that because God's people did not serve Him with gladness, he allowed them then to serve their enemies. God's not looking for a whiny church. He's looking for a church that is glad, a church that is thankful for what God is doing. And it's easy, it's easy to get happy when you know that, 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 that God's looking over your life, He's looking over your issues, He's looking over your bank account, and He's saying, it's way too small of a thing. I got bigger and better and greater things in store. Come on, your best days are not behind you. Your best days are upon you and ahead of you. So we're making no little plans here. No little plans here. I declare this over your life today. It's not getting smaller. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. It's getting brighter. It's getting greater. Come on. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, 
And this has been a key verse for me the last several months in the midst of this. And I feel like I just need to say this this morning. 1 Corinthians 2, 9, this is what it says about your God. God says, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Did you know that God's got some prepared things for you? You haven't seen them yet. You haven't heard them. Oh, but I believe with all my heart that this summer is the summer to start seeing the prepared things that God has for his people. I'm going to say that one more time. When when, when we prophesy like that, it's so important. So you don't know we're prophesying, but I'm actually prophesying. Just because I didn't, you know, put thus saith the Lord. It's, It's important you release your faith with it. Words don't happen automatically. You have to say, I, I grabbed that. that. That's mine. That, that's, I declare over your life this summer that you're going to start seeing the things that God has prepared for you. Come on. God has prepared a greater marriage. God has prepared a greater family. Oh, God has prepared increase. And I declare this is a summer that you start seeing it. That's where we're heading. This is our summer where we're going to start seeing the prepared things. Make no little plans here. Make no little plans here. My life, make no little plans. We've been looking at the book of Joshua and how God's people, when they were possessing the big things that God had for them, before they cross over the Jordan into the, the, this amazing land that flowed with milk and honey. What's interesting is that before they cross over to possess what God had for them, the things that God had prepared for them, we've talked about this, God wants to talk to them about three different things. He wants to talk to them about their yesterdays. He wants to talk to them about their todays. And he wants to talk to them about their tomorrows. And anytime God's gonna do anything big in your life, you need to get this revelation of your yesterdays, your todays, and your tomorrow. So we're reviewing here so that we can get it in our hearts. But God begins to talk to them about their yesterdays. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to all those teachings. But God revealed to his people before he allowed a big thing to happen in their life. God talks to them about their yesterdays. And God reveals to them that he has healing for their yesterdays. You can't experience your tomorrow if you don't get healed from your yesterdays. It might have happened, but it's not your whole story. I said it might have happened, but it's not your whole story. God's got healing for chapter one, and he's got chapter two for you. He's got chapter three for you, amen? So God says, before I can do something awesome in your life, I need to deal with your yesterdays. And the revelation is, is that God has healing for your yesterdays. And then God begins to talk to them. In Joshua, in the first three chapters, he begins to talk talk to them about their tomorrows. And God reveals to them that he has supernatural help for them. And I want to read it here. I made reference to it earlier, Joshua 3, 5. Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. Tomorrow, God's talking about tomorrow. The Lord will do miracles among you. This, This isn't just their promise. This is your promise. God says, I have healing for your yesterdays, and I've got miracles for your tomorrows. Come on, somebody get happy on that right there. God says, I got healing for your yesterdays, and I got some supernatural help for your tomorrows. This is our word. We should be expecting and believing to see miracles in our tomorrows. And then what's interesting is that God then begins to talk to them about their todays. And this is where we've been the last few weeks. He begins to talk about their todays and he, he, he talks to Joshua, before you can cross over and possess the big things that God has for you, God wants to talk about their todays and he wants to talk about specific preparations or responsibilities that they needed to do in order to see the miracles in their tomorrows. In other words, you just got to get an understanding of this. With God, it doesn't happen automatically. You got God's part, and then you've got your part. God, God says, I, I got healing for your yesterdays. I got miracles for your tomorrows. But it's not going to happen if there's not preparations in your 
your todays. And so there are five different preparations that we are going through, and we'll get through them by the end of summer, and we're on number one. But I want you to know where we're going. These are in the first three chapters of Joshua before they're able to possess their land. This was crucial for them to do in their todays in order for God to do miracles in their tomorrows. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong church. Does anybody need a miracle tomorrow? I said, does anybody need a miracle in their tomorrow? And, and oh, what, by the way, God reminded me when I was praying about this this last week, he said, he said today was yesterday's tomorrow. So today is miracle day. Come on. Su Sunday, sun today's Sunday, right? Sunday was Saturday's tomorrow. So today, this Sunday, I'm living in my tomorrow, which means I should have miracles. Come on, God's got you covered. I said, God's got you covered. So let me give them to you real quick and then we'll dive right back in. Here's the, let me just give you the five preparations that you need, you need to make in your todays. Number one, prepare your priority. Number two, prepare your position. Number three, prepare your provisions. Number four, prepare your pursuit. And number five, prepare your passions. I, I'm, I'm so excited about where God's taken us. Let's, let's dive back into this first preparation. Number one, prepare your priority. It's my hope today we'll get this one done. How many of you will give me about 24 hours? Nine. Prepare your priority. This has to do with the daily, a daily, everybody say daily, a daily priority uh, of God's Word. A daily priority of God's Word. I, I can't, in fact, if we're going to take much time, we need to spend most of the time on number one. It is the priority. I don't know if, if church-going people realize just how important the Bible is. And it's my assignment today is to bring that bar up where you see the importance and the value of honoring God's Word. Notice what he says to Joshua here, Joshua 1 where we see this in verse 5. It says, No one, Joshua, will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses, and I will not fail you or abandon you. Notice verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to, here it is, obey all the instructions Moses gave to you. That's, that's the Torah they're talking about. Verse 5 books of the Bible. Moses gave you, do not, be, don't, do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you, God wants you to be successful. That's not a devil idea. That's not a world idea. That's a God idea. God wants you to be successful. And he's telling you how to be a success. And just in case you didn't get in verse 7, he's going to tell you again. Verse 8, study this book of instructions. Study the Word of God. Study the Bible. Continually meditate it day and night. Hello, todays. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. God tells them your days and nights, your todays, are all about God's Word being your priority. God is telling them, and He's telling us, daily you need to read the Word. Daily you need to meditate the Word. Daily you need to speak the Word. Daily you need to act on God's Word. Why? Why, why, why make God's Word your daily priority? Because God's success in every area of your life is the byproduct of a life that is daily built on the Word of God. There is no godly success. There is no godly miracles outside of His Word. That's why you, that's why we, we need to be students of the Word of God. Now, this might come as a shock to you, uh, but what makes a Christian a Christian is that we build our lives on God's truth, which is the Word of God. What makes a Christian a Christian is not that because you, you checked some box on a connect card or prayed some prayer. 
what, what makes you a Christian is that, is that we built our lives on the Word of God. To, to be a Christian, to be a Christian means that you have received the Lordship of Jesus into your life, which means you receive the Lordship of His Word into your life. And we taught this last time because, because you can't separate Jesus from the Word. Jesus is the Word. So when you, when you surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus, you're, you're surrendering. To be a Christian means you're surrendering your life, not to your opinions, but what the Word of God says. That's what makes a Christian a Christian. So when you confess Jesus is Lord, you're also saying that the Word of God is your Lord. It's so important that you see that. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Jesus is the Word. Are you hearing me? So, so the Bible, we could say it like this. Every statement of Scripture is God-breathed. Every statement, statement of Scripture is full of God's power. The Bible is the absolute truth, whether you believe it or I believe it or not. It doesn't need my approval. It doesn't need your approval. It doesn't need our acceptance or our endorsement. The Bible stands all by itself, whether we believe it or not. In fact, the Bible is Jesus personified. In other words, it is the embodiment, the very characteristics and the nature of Jesus Himself. I, I felt like God was really wanting me to slow down and make sure that if Jesus is Lord in your life, then the Bible is Lord in your life because you cannot separate the two. Are you following me? Jesus said himself in John 17, 17, he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. In our culture, it's kind of where we dropped off last time. In our culture, it's popular to say my truth and your truth. But according to the Bible, the, 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 the Bible is the only truth. Everything else is speculation, opinions, human reasoning. The Bible is the truth. It is the Word of God. To be a Christian means that the Bible then is your truth. Let me give you just to drive this point a little bit home because I'm in a teaching mode right now. In Psalms 119, let me give you more than, the Bible says on every truth, uh, confirm it by at least three. Three different verses. That's what I'm doing. Out of the witnesses, uh, out of three witnesses, let every word be established. Psalms 119, verse six, one, verses 160. It says, all your word is what? Truth. All. All your word is truth. From cover to cover. And every one of your laws, which are always right, will last forever. So God's Word is not an opinion, it's not philosophy, it's not a theory. God's Word is absolute truth. Jesus Himself said this in Matthew 24, 35. My words are always true. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. In other words, God's words will last forever. It will always be. It was here before you got here. And sweetheart, it's going to be here after you leave here. It was here before your opinions, and it'll be here after your opinions, right? You know something about opinions is we all have got them, right? Right? We all, it's kind of like armpits, right? We all got armpits, right? Sometimes they stink, just like opinions. Psalms 19.7. Notice what his Bible says here. God's laws are what? God's laws are perfect. They protect us, make us wise, and give us joy and life. What gives you joy? The Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Everything in Scriptures, so you can't cut and paste, take what you want to take. Everything in Scripture is God's Word. All of it is useful for teaching and helping people and for correcting them and showing them how to live. <laughs> 
If you want miracles in your tomorrows, then you've got to have a daily preparation that the Word of God is your final authority. A lot of the church is not seeing the miracles because we don't want to make a daily priority of His Word. The Bible says everything in here is God's Word, and it will show you how to live. I was thinking when I read this, I said, well, that might be, they tell us that almost seven out of ten Christians do not read their Bibles. I should have had more wows. Seven, almost seven out of ten Christians do not read their Bibles. No wonder why we have no miracles. No wonder why we don't have any God help. The Bible says that when you read it, it shows you how to live it. Then I thought, well, maybe that's why people aren't reading it. They, want to, they don't want to be told how to live, right? They don't want God to tell them how to have a marriage and how to raise their kids. And, especially, especially if it's going to mess with my priorities and my behavior and my relationships. I like this relationship. Moving right along. Tap your neighbor say, he's moving right along, moving right along. Uh, I'm going to give you a lot of Bible today. I'm not going to be much longer, but I'm going to give you a lot of Bible because we're going to get caught up on our Bible reading because there, there's, there's miracles in the Word. Amen. Hebrews 4.12, notice what it says here. For whatever God says to us is full of living power. Whew. Whatever God says to us is full of living power. People are saying, man, I need the power of God. You've got it. People say, all the time, man, I wish God would talk to me like He talks to you. Oh, you've got it. Just open the book. You can hear God 24-7. You could get power 24-7. Whatever God says to, to us is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest dagger, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are. So what is that saying? When you read the Bible, the Bible actually starts reading you. When I read the Bible, the Bible starts cutting away the parts that need to be cut away. It starts reading the adjustments that I need to make in my life so that I can prepare myself for the miracles that God has for me in my tomorrows. Did you know that in several places, the Bible says that God's Word is like a mirror, a mirror that reflects the image of what you're supposed to look like. And if we're not looking in the mirror, we're not, we're not going to know what reflection we're supposed to look like. Notice what it says here in 2 Corinthians 3.18. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transformed into His image. The more you look into the mirror of God's Word, the transformation starts happening in your life. If you're not reading it, you're not changing. What you behold is what you become. It's a spiritual law. What you behold is what you... And the more you look on healing, the more healing begins to manifest. The more you begin to understand God's provision and God's blessing, the more provision and blessing. But, but you've got to look at it. You got, it's your mirror. It shows you the reflection. You're not supposed to be sick. You're not supposed to be broke. You're not supposed to be sad. Come on. You're supposed to be blessed in all your ways. Bless going out and bless coming in. The head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. And everything you set your hand to do is going to prosper. But you've got to look into that mirror and tell you what you're beholding is what you're be becoming. That's the power of the Word of God. As I look into it, my life is being transformed. The miracle is taking place. It's setting me up for a better tomorrow. God tells Joshua about the priority of his word. And I don't think I'm going to have time to get this, but let me just say this and then I'll skip to, my, to the last part of this message and we'll come back and catch this. But when, when God tells Joshua the priority of his word, Joshua, this is what you got to do every day. 
You got to get the people to, this is your daily preparation. It's, it's all about my word. And if you'll do the daily preparation, you are going to find that you will make your way successful. But in Joshua 1, 8, let me read it again so you understand, because God says for the word to work in your life, it's got to be in three places. Let's go back and read Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Number one, it's got to be in your mouth. For the word of God to work, it's got to get out of the book and it's got to get in your mouth. People say all day, I, I just don't like you telling us to declare and repeat and speak the word. Well, sweetheart, read your Bible. I'm helping you. For the word to work in your life, it's got to get out of the book and it's got to get the confessions are important. The declarations are important. Me speaking the word is important. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So I got to get in my mouth, number one, but you shall meditate in it. Number two, you got to get God's word in your mind. You got to think God's word, meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. There it is. Number three, the word of God needs to be in your actions. You have to act on God's word. God said, if you will do these three things and you'll do them day and night, get the word in your mouth, get the word in your, in, in your mind, in your thoughts, in your actions, then God says you will succeed and you will prosper in your tomorrows. Could, could that really be as simple as it is? Could life really be this simple? I'm here to tell somebody today, absolutely yes. Simple, easy, maybe not, but it really is that simple. You want success in your life? You want miracles in your life? You want God's ability in your life? Take his word, get it in your mouth, get it in your thinking, and get it in your actions, and you will have good, great, abundant miracles, success, prosperity. Come on, your life will be bigger and better and brighter, making no small plans here. And it's all done by the priority of God's Word on a daily basis. Now, I want to come back and I want to teach, because there's some important things to teach in that. But I want to show you real quick as we're closing up here. I want to read some verses. Because what I'm trying to get you to see is this. If you want to see miracles in your tomorrows, then God's Word must be a priority in your today. Why? Because God's supernatural, hear this, please hear this. God's supernatural ability, God's supernatural uh, power, His miracle breakthrough power, it resides right here in this book. <laughs> Some, somebody ought to go buy one today. You ought to get you some of this. The miracle working power, it, it resides in the word of almighty God. The miracle working power that you need in your life right now that can make a way where there seems to be no way, that can get you through another day, that can turn that cancer report around, that can stop that poverty and that lack, that can, that, can, that can shove that depression out of your life, that can start getting you to think right and do right and act right, I'm, to remove the suicidal thoughts. I'm here to tell you, the power, the breakthrough power, it's not in a preacher. It's right here in the book called The Word of Almighty God. Paul said it this way, Paul said it this way, for I'm not ashamed in Romans 1:16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the, somebody shout power. It's the power of God to what? That word salvation means deliverance. That word salvation means, it doesn't just mean going to heaven. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of this gospel, for it is the very essence of breakthrough power. Unto salvation, unto my deliverance, unto my break, unto my heal. Everything that you need is wrapped up in the Word of God. It is the carrier of God's power. Why wouldn't we read it? Why wouldn't we study it? Why wouldn't we get it in our mind and get it in our mouth and get it in our actions? He said it's the very power. It carries the power of God. Psalms 119 verse 18. Here's what the psalmist said. God opened my eyes to see the miracles in your teachings. What is he saying? He's saying God's word is pregnant with miracles. My prayer for us today, before we leave here today, 
is that you would see the potential, the miracles that are in the Word of God just waiting on you. You know the Bible even says all you have to do is read it and you start getting blessed? You don't even have to understand it. There's a blessing in just reading it. And the psalmist said, God, open my eyes that I might see the, the miracle. God's Word is pregnant with miracles waiting on you to search them out. In Mark 16, verse 20, the Bible says, and they went out. That's talking about the believers. Believers shall lay hands on the sick. This is Mark chapter 16 where he commissions all the believers. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's not a preacher thing. It's not a church thing. It's a believer's thing. And then he says this, and they went out. Who? The believers and they preached. Another word for preach is you declared, got it in their mouth. Preached everywhere while the Lord was working with them. Notice this, confirming the word by signs and miracles that followed. Notice that the miracles of God follows the Word of God. If there's no Word of God, God has nothing to confirm in our life. I know this is teaching, but this will help you. If there's no, if there's no Word of God in your life, God has nothing to confirm in your life. But when you get by his stripes, I am the heel of the Lord, and you get that in your thinking, and you get that in your mouth, and you get that in your actions, then all of a sudden, that word begins to be confirmed, and healing begins to flow, and sickness and disease begins to be shoved out of you because you're working the word of God. God's word carries the power. You gotta get it in your mind got to get it in your thoughts. you got to get it in your mouth. you got to get it in your actions. He says, I confirmed the word by signs and miracles following. If God's word is not preached, if God's word is not declared, then there's nothing for God to confirm. Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word, God says this, be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I the word is the most powerful the most powerful thing that you possess that can change your life in a moment he says I, I'll send it and it will not return without performing what I sent it to do Psalms 107 verse 20 I told you he was going to read the Word. We're getting caught up on our Bible reading right now. Do you know just reading this Word positions you for miracles? 1, 7, verse 20, he sent his Word and healed them. How did they get healed? The Word. It's the Word that heals you. It's the Word that brings the power of the miracle. He sent his Word and healed them and delivered them. How do you get delivered? The Word and deliver them from their destructions. God has given you His Word so that you can experience healing and deliverance in your life. The Bible is pregnant with supernatural breakthroughs and miracles for your life. And I'm just trying to take the bar up in this church. We ought to start reading it. We ought to get us one of these. We ought to be a Word people. Come on. We march to the... To, 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 to the drumbeat of the word of Almighty God. Whatever the word says, it is our final authority. Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 2. My son, do not forget my teachings. Let your heart keep my words, for they'll add to you many days and years of life and peace. God just told you how to live long. You, you, you're looking for a magic pill? It's called the gospel. It's a little corny, but it still works. Some of you, you're doing everything to try to live long, and God already said, I can tell you. God says, I can add years. To, I, can, I can multiply. I can, I, oh, somebody, you ought to. Some of you are popping pills like crazy. What you need to start doing is reading the Word of God. He says, he says if you get them in your heart, they're going to add to you many days and years. And not just more days, but it's going to bring peace to your life. I'm here to tell you, you ought to get up in the morning and open the book and receive miracles in your life. I'm almost done. Proverbs 4, verse 20. 
My son, give attention to my words. It's, it's all through the Bible. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their... One translation says it's medicine. Question, are you taking your medicine every day? Some of you are so religious about your medicine. Are you taking this? If a doctor told, tells you to take two, 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 two pills, two capsules every day, slap your wife, hold up one left knee, you you do all that. You you do all that crazy stuff. Whatever the doctor, you do it. And God says, I've got medicine for you. Bring health to you. But seven out of ten Christians are not reading the book, and we're scratching our heads saying, where's the power? Where, where's the miracles? Where's the signs and wonders? Why, why is this thing dead? Why, why are we just doing religious activity? My goodness, if all we're going to do is religious activity, shut the doors. Forget this mess. This isn't helping people. It's hurting people. We serve a powerful God that has help for your life, has help for your marriage, has help for your family. Come on, if we're going to do this, let's do this right. Come on, say, I'm a word man. I'm a word woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you want to live long? I said, how many of you want to live long? Come on, how many of you want healing? Get the word of God. Get the word of God. Get it in your, get it in your heart. Get it in your eyes. Get it in your mind. Get it in your mouth. Get it in your life. I was thinking about when Jesus called his disciples, he shows up on the scene with Simon Peter. And Peter has fished all night long. He's a professional fisherman. That was his business. He had other, other partners in it, and he's fished all night, and Jesus comes on the scene, and, and they're, they're washing their nets. You all know the story there in Luke chapter 5, and he borrows Peter's boat and he teaches the multitudes that had come that day. And when he gets done, he, he says, Peter, he says, Simon, uh, uh, launch out into the deep and lower your nets for a catch. And, and Peter's response is, I think, so much of like our response. Notice what he says here. But Simon answered, Luke 5, 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. That, that's usually where we stop. Well, Lord, I've already done this. Already tried that. Lord, Lord, we're the professional fishermen. We really know how to do what we do. Come on, we got a license to do this. And now you're a preacher and you're going to come tell me what to do? I got this, Lord. They, they fished all night. They're tired. They've got their nets all clean. They're ready. Plus, you don't even fish in, during the day in that time. They, they, they would catch their catch at night. But Jesus looks at Peter. He looks at Simon. He says, he says launch out into the deep. It's a word from heaven. It's a word from God. He says, launch out into the deep and lower your nets for a, for a catch. And Peter almost stopped. Lord, we've, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, I'm just trying to encourage somebody before you go today, you need a nevertheless. Come on, I know you've tried that. I know you've done that. I know you've been to church 30,000 times. Come on, you've even, yeah. But you need a nevertheless in your vocabulary because I'm here to tell you when God gives you a word it's not time to debate it it's not time to argue about it there's just one thing to do when God gives you a word just do what he says to do and we could spend all day long getting a word from God and with one word they launch out into the deep they lower their nets and the Bible says that their nets begin to break, that they ended up filling up that boat and they called for their partners in business and they brought out another boat. And in one moment, on one word from God Almighty, ah, God turned their misery into a celebration. I'm here to tell you, I don't know where you're at, but one word, one word from heaven, one word from God can turn your misery into a celebration. The Bible says that the boats begin to sink because of all the fish that was there. They estimated that they caught in one moment what would take them probably two to three weeks to catch, fishing all night long, every night of the week. I'm just here to tell somebody, 
one word from heaven, one word from God, because it's pregnant with his power, can change your life in a moment, and it's available to you every day. What did God tell Joshua? Joshua, you want miracles in your tomorrow? Then make the priority of God's word today. Celebration, we're a word people. Whatever the word says, that's what we do. Come on. If God says there's male and female, there's just male and female. Oh, you thought I was going to leave that alone, huh? If the Bible says there's male, don't go Googling that because they'll tell you there's 107. There's 107 genders out there. Where are you getting your info? Don't look at me that way. Seven out of 10 Christians aren't even reading it. So now they think there's 107 genders. And we got, oh, Jesus. We got crazy school teachers trying to teach our kids there's a heaven, 107. No, no, no. We got to get back to the Word. We got to get back to the Bible. It's our final authority. Come on, somebody shout yes. Come on, stand to your feet. Ah, before they kick me offline. I, I, come on, there's power in the Word. The Word of God is pregnant with miracles. Come on, there's a way out of your situation. Come on, you've toiled all night. Come on, you're tired and you're weary, but I've come to tell somebody here today, there is power, there is miracles, there is net breaking, boat sinking, breakthroughs for your life. It's all wrapped up in the Word of Almighty God. Listen, you're going to go crazy if you're not a Bible-reading person. You won't know where to stand. Don't act like you're all that spiritual. I know I know. in COVID, I was watching way too much news. I started to sound like Fox News more than the Bible. Whatever news you... I was sounding more like Fox News because that's where all the stupid Christians listen. And wasn't listening to the good news and God got up in my business and said, you are wrong. Turn that nonsense off and get in my good news. I'm not, I'm not advocating any news but the good news. Come on, I'm here pushing the good news. Woo! Somebody shout yes. Because if you're not in the good news, you know what you're going to do? You're going to start Googling stupid stuff. I had a pain the other day, and, and, and my wife Googled it. By the time it was said and done, I had some, I can't even say it. I can't even tell you what it said I had. Lie, it was a lie, it was a lie from hell. Before you know it, you'll have, you'll have all kinds of crazy things going on because you're letting that news get in your heart. And whatever you get in your heart, what you, oh, come on. What you behold is what you become. What you behold is what you become. Come on, let's get in the mirror. It's a reflection. God wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you separate. God's got a big, good life for you. Make no little plans here. It's getting bigger and better and brighter. Somebody shout yes. Hallelujah. I'm done with them messing with my kids. I said, I'm done with them messing with my kids. We teach in the Bible around here. I'm Paul. Oh, he says, I'm not ashamed. I'm not allowing anything to intimidate me because it's the Word of God that has the power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power unto salvation. Everybody shout salvation. Some of you got offended because I got on Fox News. You need to turn it off. not the Messiah. No respect for persons, so turn off CNN too. By the way, Newsmax. Whatever else you have deemed as being the Word of God, let's get back to the Word of God. Come on, church. Say the Word of God is pregnant with miracles. 
Say, I believe that the Bible is the Word of God. The Word of God is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth and the only truth. And in it is the path to eternal life. The Bible is my final authority. I will walk in its ways. I will follow its counsel. I will think like it thinks. I will speak like it speaks. I will act like it acts. I will not be a hearer of the word only. I boldly proclaim I'm a doer of the word of God. Therefore, I am what the word of God says I am. I have what the word of God says I have. Shout it out loud, say I shout I can do. I can do what the Word of God says I can do. I know I'm passionate about this, but I feel like God has deputized me to come in here and, and push culture. Just in case you're confused, we are a Bible-believing, Word-toting, Word-speaking, Word. If it's in the Bible, we believe it from cover to cover. All God's Word is truth. And let me tell you where this started. I'll tell you where it's starting. Start messing with my kids. That's where it starts. But they ain't messing with my babies. No, 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 no. The church has got to stand up. And the problem is we're standing up for stupid stuff. We got to stand up for the right stuff. We're, we're fighting battles we shouldn't even fight. A couple months ago, close with this, just to give you parameters and maybe just perspective. God says, I want you in your office. I want you in there right now. Ooh. I, I do that because spiritual things, when you've encountered something spiritual, it, it, it affects you. God says, I want you in the office and I want you in there right now because he knew I was messed up. I'm struggling, stressed out, Fearing, I know you've never had issues like that. He said, take your Bible, open it up, put it on the podium. He says, every morning, I want you to start right here. And I need you to make the decisions. Whose report will you believe? <laughs> Guys, put that scripture up on the... This question was asked to God's people. Who has believed our report? It's Isaiah 53 and 1. This is a question you have to ask yourself daily. Whose report will you believe? And God says, I need you to start your days out right now. Every morning you start right here. And you make the decision. Whose report will you believe? Will it be circumstances? Will it be your feelings? Will it be the fear? Will it be the facts? Will it be the opinions? Will it be Satan's lives? Or will you believe the report of the Lord? There's another report, church, to that fear. There's another report to that anxiety. There's another report to that defeat. There's another report to that depression. There's another report to that brokenness. There's another report to that sickness. There's another report to poverty. It's called the report of the Lord. And I just want to encourage somebody every morning that you start out in every brand new day, a daily priority is I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I am healed. I am saved. I am delivered. I am righteous. I am blessed. You start your day out. Here's your homework. You start out reading the chapter every day. Go on our devos. We, we, always, we always do a devo, seven minutes, and we do worship, and then we talk about the, one of the verses in the chapter. This, so download our, our, our church app. It's all on there. We've made it easy. If you're, I'm doing it with you. It's like we're doing it together. We can have coffee every morning. You do it at your home. I'll do it at my home. I'll do it in my car. You do it. And, 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 and 
God says, before you turn on that stupid television, before you listen to that radio show, and before you listen, he says, you make a decision because things are coming your way. You make a decision. Whose report will you believe? As for me and this church, we shall believe the report of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Every morning, every morning, you choose. You set your cell the direction that you're going to go because there is reports that will come to you every day of your life, but you make up your mind, I will believe the report of the Lord. Amen. You receive this today. Andrew Nava, are you going to help me? Hallelujah. I mean, just close your eyes right where you're at. Let me just pray a little bit. I know I've gone a little long. I know this is a little different. But I'm kind of enjoying the different. We'll get back, back to our cookie cutter, professional, plastic, religious, whatever stuff later. God's word is pregnant with miracles. Father, forgive us for not making your word a daily priority. You've given us everything to be a success. Forgive us for neglecting it. God, I pray a shift would come into this church today. God, we are word people. The word of God is our final authority. Father, we make a decision every morning of our day that we will choose the report of the Lord. We will choose your truth. Let this stir in people, Lord. God, I thank you the word that's been spoken today is, is, is increasing people's lifespan, adding years to their life, bringing joy to their life, bringing healing to their bodies. Father, you said if we preach it, you'll confirm it. I thank you, Lord, everything we've preached today, healing, deliverance, breakthrough, joy, long life. I thank you right now, Lord, now you can confirm it. God, you confirm your word with signs. I thank you, Lord, that your people, as they leave today, they are a sign and a wonder. Oh, you didn't hear me. I declare over God's people today as they leave, they are a sign and a wonder of God's miraculous breakthrough power. In Jesus' name. Come on, we're going to give an opportunity for the people to get saved. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 